Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles, if you would, tonight. I'd like you to go to Jeremiah chapter 6, if you will. And you may think, well, that sounds like a familiar address. Well, it is. This is where we were last week. Jeremiah 6. I just want to want to carry this word to its completion tonight, and then we're going to go into a time of prayer for America. <clears throat> what a time we are in, huh? What a time we are in. I don't know about you, but I, I have an appetite for victory and celebration. I think it's pitiful where our nation has gone, but I believe our nation is returning. I believe our nation is returning to God. God is in the details. You've heard, you've heard people say that, you know, the devil's in the details. <laughs> I don't receive that. I always say, no, 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 no. God is in my details. God's in my details. Amen. Is he in your details? Come on, say it. God's in my details. He is. God's in your details right now. He's at work. Even while you're sitting here in this sanctuary, he's at work for you. He's in the details. He's good. His work is amazing. Isn't the ministry of the Holy Spirit phenomenal? I mean, nothing can touch it. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is just so phenomenal. I don't have words for it. <laughs> phenomenal. We'll try that one. Phenomenal. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 6. We began here last week and I feel like I want to bring this word to a completion because um, I wanted to preach last week. I felt like I could preach three hours and I could tell that uh, no one could take any more. <laughs> so tonight, I'll see how much you got, how much gas you got in your tank. You're probably thinking, I wonder how much gas you got in your tank. <laughs> so Jeremiah, he declares, verse 16, are you there? Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is. If you have the NIV version, it says stand at the crossroads and see. Stand at the crossroads and see and ask for the ancient path where the good way is and walk in it. And then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Also, I set watchmen over you saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we'll not listen. Therefore, hear you nations and know congregation. What is among them? Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity upon this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words, nor my law, but rejected it. I'm reading out of the New King James, and just I want you to underline or underscore, if you could, or highlight these words, because they had not heeded my words. I feel like that's right at the core of the component of what I want to impart 
tonight. We're just three days away, three days away from an election of a lifetime. This is an extraordinary moment of history. And I know that every one of you understand the gravity of this. And I know that all of us are pretty worn thin when it comes to the conversation of politics. Can I see a hand? Are you? Are you <laughs> it's like sharks. Sharks had a feeding frenzy. There's a lot of blood in the water, if you will. But the subject of politics, it can, um, it can become a very uh, toxic conversation quickly. But for me, I want to say for me, it's very simple. The Word of God has to be your final authority. It's very simple, okay? I know we're all on the same side tonight, so I don't have to go hard. Here it is, right? And when I said on the same side, I mean the Lord's side. That's what I mean. We're on the Lord's side. This has to be our final authority. This, it makes it very simple when it comes to voting and posturing ourselves and our society <clears throat> before the Lord. I vote, personally, I vote for righteous policy. I will do that this week. I vote for righteous policy. I vote for righteous principle that aligns itself with the authority of the Word of God. I look for what is standing and aligning itself with, with what God has decreed which is the eternal word of God, which never changes. Amen? I want to say it again. You know, the, the word of God, it is forever settled. It is forever settled. And that's why the word of God must become your final authority. Amen? And again, tonight, I want to say I, I'm not here to be provocative. I'm, I'm not here to be political. I'm not here to be controversial. I'm here to just be very clear, very plain tonight. I said this last week, and I want to say it again, <clears throat> because I believe this is a powerful statement. The statement did not originate with me, but when I read it, the truth of it so impacted me that I had to say it to you. We are not choosing in this election between two men. We are choosing between two entirely different Americas. And we are choosing between two completely different visions for the United States of America. And frankly, if I can just be very clear, I think we understand that there is, there is one path and there is one people that are aligning themselves in the fear of the Lord to honor God's word and to honor God's heart. Then there is another path where people want nothing openly, openly denouncing they don't want anything to do with the name of God or his word. It is truly, without, without apology, they're being led by an antichrist spirit. A party that has even absolutely denounced God, does not want his name or his word mentioned any longer, doesn't, want to, doesn't even want it said that we are one nation even under God doesn't want hands laid upon Bibles to say, so help me, God. Are you hearing me? We're, we're at an epic hour. It is a very sobering hour. Now, I stand here sober, but I stand here full of faith. I'm sober, but I have great faith for the United States of America. I'm sober, but I'm telling you, God is not finished with America. 
I'm sober, but I'm telling you, I believe we're about ready to celebrate a grand turnaround. And I'm not just talking about a victory on November 3rd. I'm talking about a grand return unto God. I've said it so many times, and I know that, that uh, you know, being so repetitive, you've heard it, you've heard me say it, you, but when I talk about the ultimate comeback of America, I'm not just talking about the ultimate comeback of the strength of our military or the strength of our economy. I'm talking about the heart of America returning to a good father, a prodigal nation returning unto a good father and coming home to be restored to covenant love. Amen? To a new ring on its, on its hand, a new robe on its back, new shoes on its feet, and the covenant love of a son returning to a father. That's what I, when, when I say an ultimate comeback, that's what I'm talking about, folks. Thank you. Deuteronomy 30, one more time again this week. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I'm reading from the New King James Version tonight. It says, I, This day I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. I believe that is a clear prophetic word for this hour, don't you? Literally, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. I want you to look at the first portion of this scripture. I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you. I try to be a person who lives for the big picture. I try to do that um, in all of my relationships. I try to do that um, leading people in the kingdom of God so don't, we don't get caught up living in a little world of scuttlebutt, church scuttlebutt. Y'all y'all Okay. <laughs> That we see a bigger picture. God's called us to live, you know, not, you know, I've, I've, I've prophetically spoken to our church before about the difference between a farmer and a rancher. A farmer only has a vision for his field, but a rancher sees the entire region. God has called us not just to have a, a vision for just our field or for victory at Church of His Presence. God's called us to be ranchers so that we have a kingdom mindset or a kingdom view of what is happening in the region. That's why when we, we're not, when we enter into worship, folks, we're not just here for us. We're not just here so that we can get over the hump you know, that we had to do. The week. We're here to access the power of the throne and decree it and declare it over the city and region so that it will come into alignment with heaven and come into outpouring. That's seeing the bigger picture. When I, when I step back from this scripture objectively and look at it and listen with my spirit, I, I, this day I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you. I truly believe heaven is standing at attention right now on the precipice of what, what is going to happen at this election. Because we understand, folks, the world is watching. The, many other nations are going into fresh lockdowns all over. Do you understand? 
They're, they are watching where America is going to go. This is not an elitist thing. This is not a pride thing. This is, this is just the facts. As America goes, so goes the nations. We are truly the last bastion of true freedom, right, and true liberty in the earth. They are watching America. They are watching the leadership of America right now. But I believe heaven, not only the nations are watching America, but I believe heaven is watching. And I've said many times, God is not an indifferent bystander when it comes to this election. People think, even leaders think, that they can set this one out. I'll tell you what, they're doing a great disservice to themselves and the people they lead and to future generations. You can't set this one out. This is, our, this is our responsibility to shoulder and to be mature and to be responsible and bear up under our personal responsibility to vote in righteousness. I've called heaven and earth as a witness against you. See, I, th- I, believe, that, I, I believe all of us are having an epiphany or a great awakening, if you will, that there is a clear line that is being drawn in the church. How many of you are seeing it? That's what I thought. There's a true line. There's those, that are, there's those that will fear and tremble at the word of the Lord. And then there's those that they think they can be Christian by name only. Or they can be what people generically call the label, I'm just a person of faith. Whatever that is. <clears throat> there's people of faith that think that they can just pick or choose what they want to honor or what they want to simply ignore when it comes to the holy word of God. In our generation, we need to, we need to get a grip on something, that we can't just have mere preferences to the word of God. We've got to honor and fear and tremble at the word of the Lord and set ourselves into agreement with it, with it, even when it hurts us. And it should hurt us. The same, it's a two-edged sword. The same sword that cuts you is the same sword that heals you. Okay. I believe we're in a time that Scripture calls there's going to come a great falling away. And I'm going to touch on this a little bit more this evening. I've been seeing this for years. And now we have Christians that are, they are politically posturing. And it's not based, it's not even based on the word of God. It's based on their own family histories. It's where they've come from. It's based out of their own personal, individual perspectives. And sometimes it's based on even their own pursuits of pleasure or because they don't want to offend anyone. What about offending God? What about offending God? This isn't Brian Gibbs. This is Billy Graham. He said his famous quote, Billy Graham said these powerful words. He said, our society strives to avoid the possibility of offending everyone but God. Did you hear it? I submit this to you tonight. The words of Jeremiah, where he says in verse 19, because they 
they had not heeded my words. This is what I, I want to submit this to you tonight. There, there are many listening right now for a, a, a pure, clear, prophetic word. Now stay with me. Many are listening to the voice of the prophets, the voice of the apostles, and we should. But many are looking for a very, very clear prophetic word while all the while, folks, the word of the Lord is already established and forever settled. Thank you. Thank you. The, the word of the Lord, you don't, you actually don't need a fresh word in this hour. You actually have to heed to the word that's already forever settled. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The word of the Lord has already been forever settled concerning justice, concerning the shedding of innocent blood, concerning uh, biblical marriage, concerning sexual immorality, concerning lawlessness, concerning righteousness, concerning governing and leadership. The real question, the real question, here's the crossroad that we're at. Stand in the crossroad. Stand in the crossroad. Here's the question. Will we heed the word of the Lord? Will we fear the Lord, fear His word, honor His word, and humble ourselves and come under the word of the Lord? Remember, remember we're one nation under God, will we heed? Will we come under the protection where God is trying to avert judgment? Will we heed the word of the Lord? Will we fear the word of the Lord in this hour? That's truly the question. Will we set ourselves in alignment with it? And in 2 Peter chapter 1, I'd like you to look at this. 2 Peter chapter 1 in verse 19, it says that, we have this more sure word of prophecy. Now, I want, I want to anchor this to you because many are looking for a fresh word from, I mean, prophet, what, I mean, you just slap, slap a label on it. Prophet this guy, and an apostle this guy, an evangelist this guy. And listen, folks, you have to be ever anchored and fixed on the word of the Lord. We've been in such a famine of the word of God. The revival that is actually coming is going to be a revival of the pure word of holy fire and righteousness coming to America and people, people saying, I surrender to it. I will give my life to this. I will surrender fully to the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We have a more sure word of prophecy where it would do you well to take heed. There it is again. To take heed as unto the light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the day star arises in our heart. What is, what is the apostle Peter talking about? When he says we have this more sure word of prophecy, he's talking about the holy scriptures that have already been given. This is our sure word of prophecy. If you don't want to fail, if you don't want to deceive, how many want to be deceived tonight? Let me see your hands. Excellent. You did great. Good pop quiz. This is what you have to heed. The more sure word of prophecy. This is what I'm clinging to in this hour. Are you hearing me? This is what I'm clinging to. This is what I'm anchored to. This is what I'm building my entire family upon. This is what I'm building my leadership upon. This is the anchor. 
And this is the anchor that holds. I want to read that same scripture to you out of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, out of the Passion Translation. And this is how it reads. It says, and so we have been given the prophetic word. Listen to this. The written message of the prophets made more reliable and fully validated by the confirming of the voice of God on Mount Transfiguration. Now, what, remember what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses appeared. Elijah appeared. But what also appeared? The living word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And there is the living word standing in between the law and the prophets. The total fulfillment, the total fulfillment, the consummation of the law and the prophets being given by Almighty God. And for the Father to speak from heaven, this is my beloved Son. Hear Him. It's the more sure word of prophecy. Are you seeing the picture? Who is Moses? He's, he's the law. He's the one that brought us the law. Right? Elijah represents the prophets. But then speaking of Jesus in John 1, he says, But we beheld the Lamb of God who was full of grace and truth, the living Word of God. Keep reading. Standing as a manifestation. And you will continue to do well if you stay focused on it. For this prophetic message is like a piercing light shining in a gloomy place. Listen to that. For this prophetic message is like a piercing light shining in a gloomy place until the dawning of a new day when the morning star arises in your heart. What am I saying? What's Peter getting at? This is the more sure word of prophecy. I thank God for prophetic voices. I thank God when I can be a prophetic voice and a messenger unto the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what, folks. There's a lot of swirls in the body of Christ that I'm not buying into. This is where the anchor holds. Your more sure word of prophecy is the word of God. Because, folks, because when this is all said and done, you know what we're going to be clinging to every day after this election? The word of the Lord. And the question in the hour that has to be answered, who will heed the word? Who will hear the sound of the trumpet? Who will stand in the crossroads and look for the ancient path? Who will hear and heed the watchman's voice that is being lifted up? He said, I've set before you my watchman now Heed and hear the sound of the trumpet. I want you to go to Romans 13. I like that you're with me tonight. I can feel you tonight. I can feel you. I can feel some burning hearts in here. Romans 13. It is up to us to be able to discern and distinguish between genuine leadership and illegitimate leaders. One more time. It is up to us to be able to discern between genuine leaders and illegitimate leaders. Sadly, sadly, a lot in the church 
I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know why they're not able to discern good from evil. So if we're going to discern genuine leaders or illegitimate leadership, a leader has to actually meet the criteria biblically of God's word and standard as a leader. And when they do that, when they meet the criteria of the word of God, the word of God says in the hand of God they can become a weapon and an avenger for God upon evildoers. If they meet the criteria, then in the hand of God, they can become a weapon to punish evil if they meet the criteria. Now watch the words of Paul, and I'm in the New King James Version. Are you there? Romans 13. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Now, when you read that scripture, do you know how many simple sheep during World War II, because of those scriptures, believed that they had to give their allegiance to Adolf Hitler. Why? Because they had to honor authority. Do you see how twisted that is? I said, do you see how twisted that is? See, again, you have to be able to discern legitimate authority and illegitimate leaders. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists the ordinance of God. I'm in verse 2. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. That just makes perfect sense, doesn't it? The rulers, they're not a terror to good works, but to evil. But what's amazing is, is that we have illegitimate leaders in this country right now that are literally loosing legislation that is bringing, spawning evil upon the land. You got to be able to spot them. You got to be able to spot them and discern the wolves of this hour. For the rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of of authority? Yeah, that's a good question, Paul. Thank you. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Then do what is good, and you will have the praise from the same. For he is he is God's minister for you for good. But if you do evil, then you better be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister. Look at that. An avenger to execute wrath on all of those who practice evil. Now, I said this last week. It's very simple. Governmental leaders are to do what? They are to cultivate the good, and they're to punish evil. It's a very simple criteria. You've got to meet the biblical criteria to become a weapon or an avenger or to execute righteousness in the hand of God. Therefore, you must be subject, not only, not only because of wrath, but for your own conscience' sake. For because of this, you must also pay taxes. Everybody say amen. That's right. You should. For they are God's minister, attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, all that is due taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear for fear, honor for honor. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. 
You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. Now, notice, as I'm, as I'm washing you with the word right now, what is Paul doing? He's telling you these things are forever eternally settled. They can't change. Leaders will be anchored to these eternal truths right here. That's what he's saying. Are you, are you seeing it? And all these things can be summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of law. Remember, the purpose of governmental leadership is to cultivate the good, punish evil. So, when a so-called leader is unleashing evil and promoting evil in the United States of America that brings injustice, that looses perversions, that looses confusion. When a leader, a so-called, when a so-called leader stands up and legislates for things that bring bondage, confusion, perversions, right? It's, it's a perversion to say we're going to fight for little children to be able to have their genitals removed so they can be something else. It is a wicked, evil, vile perversion. How in the world anyone could stand with that antichrist spirit in this hour is baffling. It's baffling. I just tell you, folks, they're not leaders. They're lost. The criteria is right here in the scripture of God's avenger. He executes wrath on evil. He punishes what is evil. You know, listen, no one is exempt from this criteria, not even the Pope himself. When the Pope stands up and advocates for homosexual marriages and homosexual rights or, or there's other ways to heaven or inviting e uh, Islamic imams into the Vatican to pray together to blend religions. Do you understand? Folks, no one is immune from this. You're either a leader or you are blindly lost. When a party or a leader demand, demands abortion, you can't stand with it. It's murder. That's why Paul went back to, here's what is, here's what is immovable and unshakable. Here's what God said, thou shalt not murder. That's what Paul said. Here's the criteria. If you want to be an avenger on evil, if you want to be my instrument of righteousness, then you have to be one that stands with God's word eternally. That's why it goes back to this question. God's word is forever settled, but who will heed it? Who will come under it? Who will fear and honor the word of the Lord? And heaven is watching right now. God help us. I'm telling you, heaven is watching the church in this hour. Heaven is watching the church in this hour. When a party or its leaders says that they will protect marriage between a man and a woman, you should align with that. When a party says that they will protect and preserve all religious rights and liberties and the leaders who preach and pray 
and that they will not censor the church. You should stand with that. It's pretty simple. I, I, sometimes it's embarrassing saying these things are so simple. But we live in such a confused generation. So Romans 13, Paul is writing. And he says, this is the purpose for government. Because God wants to raise up rulers and leaders that become instruments of righteousness in God's hand. See, I want to become. Again, this is, this is looking at the big picture. This is not looking at ourselves as some little church in Sarasota. We're destined to become instruments of righteousness to legislate the will of God to this region. That's what the ecclesia is, the church that Jesus is building. So that we legislate God's heart and desire and we bring our civil society under the fear and the, the honor of the word of the Lord once again so that we can live in peace. Everybody's hungry for that. So as a Christian, how should we vote? How should we vote? <laughs> it was John Maxwell that said these words. He said, everything rises and falls upon leadership. It's very simple. It's very true. Say it. Everything rises and falls on leadership. I said to you last week, a nation will rise or fall not on the personality of a president or a judge or a senator or a governor or a mayor. Are you hearing me? A city will rise and fall or a nation will rise and fall on the policy and the principles of a president, of a senator, of a congressman, of a mayor, of a justice, of a judge. It's their policy. And policies do these things. They either lead people to God. They lead people to the royal path of life. When you look in the crossroads and a leader can say, this is the way, walk in it. Or they lead you in a path away to reject God. A leader will, will always do one of two things. He will point you to the way of God or he will point you to the opposite way of God, of rejecting God. And when Christians do not vote, it's, it's, again, this is embarrassing to say, folks. When Christians do not vote, we're actually forfeiting our right and forfeiting our God-given responsibility in a free nation. And we will stand before God and give an account for it. Remember this, if good people do nothing, then evil can rule. Let me give you an example of, of leadership that will either take you to God or to reject the way of God. Now, remember, we, we are a nation under God, right? Say it. We are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We are a nation under God. But under the Obama administration, see, Obama wanted to do something that would forever be his legacy. When, when he lit up 
the White House in the rainbow, he wasn't just appeasing the LGBTQ community. Hear this tonight. He was not just appeasing this movement. He desired this to be his crowning legacy. Oh, and it is his legacy. It unleashed so much hell in this country when the Supreme Court unjustly broke the Constitution, went over the Congress, and voted all 50 states would have legalization of gay marriage. That night, the White House was lit up in the rainbow colors. When you think about the last 50 years of just brazen sexual revolution in this country, brazen, and now pridefully celebrated openly saying, we're defying God. We don't, we don't want to honor God. We don't want to remember God. We don't want to say that this is a, against God's perfect design. Folks, we must have a pure Holy Ghost revival and awakening in America. It's the only thing. It is the only thing that will change and transform America. Did you know that we used to be a nation that removed Supreme Court justices when they were found to be intoxicated? This is true. This is fact. This is fact. Justices of the Supreme Court in the United States, if they were found to be intoxicated, they couldn't handle alcohol, or we had a justice just because of his perverse speech and mouth, he was removed from the Supreme Court. This used to be where we were as a country. Now think of where we're at. Now we have a party who wants to unleash what we've learned to be the Equality Act. How many are, you, are, are doing your homework? The Equality Act is actually to punish churches and to punish church leadership. Leadership for not tolerating or being inclusive to the LGBTQ community. I'm just using this as an example, just the, just the LGBTQ. I'm not picking on them. God's already declared. It's already forever settled. I'm just agreeing with what is forever settled. But they're finding a way, folks... Not only to censor us, but to punish us. They're finding a way to codify and legalize hate speech against the word of God through an antichrist spirit to shut down the church. Folks, it's not just Gavin Newsom that wants to shut down the church in California. He's just at the point of the spear. He's just at the tip of the arrow. And if you don't think that the Democratic Party doesn't hate all of these Christians in the White House surrounding the president and laying hands on him and blessing him and prophesying over him and holding up his arms like Aaron and her and surrounding him with words of life, you got another thing coming. They cannot stand Christians right now in Washington. They used to tolerate it. Now they can't stand it. You know why? Because the ecclesia is rising up into the mountain of government where we were always called. (laughs) 
What a good day we're in. This is where we've always been called. You know, God, God has not called us to be a company of inclusionists. God has called us to be a company that though our sins be as scarlet, I will wash you white as snow. It's not about who all we can be nice to and include everybody and everybody gets to be on the team. There's only one way to come through the door and the blood, and it's through Christ. That's the way you come in. It's it's overly simple, isn't it? Simple is good for us in this hour. Right now, we have a government that is embracing Romans 1. They have literally built a platform out of Romans chapter 1. They've built a platform out of Romans 1. A society or a nation, those that rebel against divine order and embrace all forms of sexual immorality. We have a government that has created a platform for all to get condoms for open sex and fornication. We have a party who has embraced murder for unwanted pregnancies so that sexual sin can continue. We have a government party that has now created platforms for an anti-Bible protest that promotes homosexuality and celebrates it with pride. And again today, I want to say... God is not biting his tongue. It's not like God isn't speaking, folks. He's already spoken. Now who will heed his word? Are you hearing it? God has already spoken. God is not biting his tongue. God is not silent in 2020. God has already spoken. Who will heed his word? Now, I I don't know where all of this is going, but I... I don't know what's going to happen with Christians that will step before God and vote to join themselves with an antichrist spirit. But I'll tell you, there is a demarcation that is happening in the church right now. And all of heaven is watching. I want you to go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I'm about to wrap up right now. 2 Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul begins to talk about what is called the great apostasy. The great apostasy. And in verse 1, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, I'm going to read four verses, not fur verses, four verses. (laughs) I'm a little tired tonight. (laughs) Thanks for being gracious. He says, now, brethren, let's say sisters, too. Now, brothers and sisters, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him, we ask you, do not be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of the Lord had come. Now, what is Paul responding to? They had received a letter that someone was teaching that Christ has already come. And Paul is refuting that and saying, no, if people are even sending you letters or decreeing this, the day of the Lord has not yet come, so don't be shaken in your mind. Don't be troubled over it. He said, let no one deceive you by any means. Watch this. Watch these next words. 
Don't let anyone deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And next, in progression, the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the Antichrist. The Antichrist, not many Antichrists, but one, the embodiment of the Antichrist, where Satan literally dwells within a man. The Antichrist. He's the man of sin that is yet to be revealed. He's the son of perdition. He exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is a God. Now, I've spoken about this for many, many months, and we're not going to go into grave detail on this concerning eschatology tonight concerning when the abomination of desolation takes place and the antichrist declaring himself to be god in the new temple on the temple mount in jerusalem that is coming it's not it's not far off it's coming but watch this he says let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless there is a great falling away first folks i i stand here soberly There is truly a great falling away in our generation right now amongst people in the body of Christ that is unprecedented. And the reason why is because they are no longer anchored in heeding the word of God. They believe that they can anchor themselves to their own personal persuasions or their own convictions. Or they can ignore this about the word of the Lord. You cannot do that. It's forever settled. But here's the good news. Anybody want some good news tonight? There is another movement that is going on on the face of the earth right now. And it's not the move of the spirit of Antichrist. And it's not the move of lawlessness and anarchy and chaos. It is a movement of the spirit of God. And it is happening in the earth even now because Jesus is building a church that is triumphant. That the gates of hell will never prevail against. No heresy will be able to corrupt it and capture it. No deception will be able to crumble it. No immorality will be able to capture this church that Jesus is building. The spirit of this age will not be able to quench the church that Jesus is building. No tyranny or intimidation will be able to stop this church that Jesus is building. Did you hear that? They won't be able to stop us in this hour. You will be unstoppable. You will be unquenchable. You will be immovable. You will be incorruptible. Lastly, no matter what happens in this election, the church that Jesus is building will prevail against the forces of darkness. No matter what happens. I'd like to think I know what's going to happen in this election. But I don't. I sure have an appetite for grand victory and celebration. I find it funny as we go through these cycles of prophetic swirls. Even friends of mine that I'm close to and so on and so forth. And. Do you have a word from the Lord? I always tell him, yeah, I do. I have the, 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 sure, the more sure word of prophecy. Whatever happens after this election, I'm anchored. 
and I'm going to endure to the end. My Jesus is coming. I hear, haha, I hear Isaiah 60 just brewing up in my spirit. The mighty prophet of Israel saying, Arise and shine. You know that word shine, it means burn, it means be set on fire. Arise and burn. Arise and burn. Be set on fire. He says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness will cover the earth, even deep darkness the people. But my glory shall arise upon you, and it shall be seen upon you. Personally, I thank God for President Donald John Trump. I pray for him daily. I thank God for him. He's a gift. He's a gift that I honor. He's a gift and a true leader that I honor. I thank God for him, but I want to say this, folks. Our true hope is not in our government. It's in Jesus. May we be found a people who live pure and live burning bright as shining stars of righteousness in this hour. May we not get caught up in these strong delusions, strong delusions that are coming, winds of delusions, swirls that are just, they're literally causing people to fall away out of the body of Christ. Offense everywhere. Man, it's, it's hard to stay unoffendable in this hour. I said, I think I said in the beginning of this train, I'll tell you, the, the, the political conversation is a toxic conversation. And it, it's a strong snare and a trap where it can cause a lot of damage. I pray that we can be people who have an unoffendable spirit and still walk in love and be used in mighty exploits by the power of God. And may we be people too that we so burn for righteousness that God can take us like a weapon in his hand and he can use us to execute his judgment upon evil in this hour. That's who we need to be. That's who God dreams his church and his true leaders to become. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. Cody, would you come? Can you get up? Are you all right? <laughs> grace, grace upon you. <laughs> Just a couple more minutes. I'll tell you what, I, I'm so proud of Cody and Sandra. Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud of them. They, uh, amen. Go ahead. I'll tell you what, I, for real, I'm so proud of them. They... They just celebrated in Washington, D.C., their eighth anniversary. And their little jewel, Nora, she turned three years old. Three years old. And the night of her birthday, she was covered up in the freezing cold weather in the tent of David. And her mom and dad were on stage just thundering praises unto God. 
up and down the mall of Washington, and their little girl was back there on her, and I'm there on her birthday night, walking through as pastor, just praying and decreeing, and I'm looking at these precious kids sleeping under these blankets and coats, and their mom and dad's up there just going, and I'm telling you what, they're doing it right. They're doing it right. That's how to live. That's how to take your family. That's how to do it, isn't it, baby? That's how you do it. So proud of you guys. It's awesome. Awesome. Just lay a little keys for me. There it is. It always sounds more anointed when you have keys underneath your voice. <laughs> God is so good. God is so good. What a wild week this is going to be. I believe it's going to be a victorious week. Let's pray together that Jesus would be glorified in the United States of America. Would you do that? Just I want you just to begin to lift your voice and just pray that Jesus would be glorified, that righteousness would be exalted in the United States of America. Just pray that. Just pray that right now. Be exalted. God, may we heed your word. Come back out under your word, under your authority. We'll fear the Lord. We'll honor the Lord. We come to you, God. America's returning. America's returning, God. America's returning, God. Hallelujah. You will have America, Father. You will have America. This nation is yours, Father. This nation is yours. We shall return, God. Father God, we pray that this week that the United States of America will stand and they will vote righteously. That they will vote righteously. God, that Americans will stand and they will say, I will fear the Lord God. That I will align myself and I will heed the word of the Lord. I will honor the word of the Lord. I will surrender myself and heed myself to his call, his eternal word, God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word shall remain eternally forever. Oh, God. Oh, God, may we see it from the Carolinas to California, from Florida to Alaska to Hawaii. God, may people stand and say, I'm standing for righteousness. Lord, may we see the cords of wickedness, of lawlessness and chaos and anarchy completely cut off. Cut off! Cut off! Cut off and severed from our nation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're returning, Lord. We're returning to you. Lord, I lift, I lift the prophetic word of Kim Clement before you tonight. Lord, you said through your prophet, you said President Trump in his second term, he would be baptized in the Holy Spirit and with fire. He would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Woo! filled be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire 
Lord, we just set ourselves into agreement with that declaration that though he came in whispering your name, he will go out roaring and shouting your name. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, tonight, Lord, we, we stand as sons and daughters never celebrating what the devil is doing in this hour. But on this Halloween night, we're decreeing that every word curse spoken against our leader and leadership will literally fall to the ground, shrivel up and die and bear no fruit against the Trump family or our government or our United States, we will not be cursed back into bondage, back into perversion, back into wickedness, back into heresy, back into the doctrines of devils. We are not going back. Ho! We're not going back. We're not going back. Glory to God. Oh, Lord, sweep through our nation this night. Lord, those that are blinded by a demonic light, Lord, let them see the bright and morning star arising. Lord, loose them out of their bondage of occult, occult practices. And, Lord, demonic impartation and demonic inspiration. Deliver these souls from the hordes of hell, we pray in the name of Jesus. God, would you pour out your mercy and your grace upon those that are lost in such dark, vile places tonight and set them free. Loose your light upon them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we decree tonight Sarasota is different and set apart. Sarasota is different. This city is different. This city is set apart, holy unto you. And we declare, God, your rule in this city, that the enemy will not have this land. The enemy will not have the territory of the southwest of Florida. But, Lord, you shall have it, and the throne of the Lord shall inhabit this region, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit will prevail. Do you believe it? Shout it tonight. Come on. Holy Spirit, sweep America. Holy Spirit, sweep America. Awaken your sleeping, slumbering church throughout America right now and cause them to stand at attention at your voice, thundering God in this hour. May they hear the sound of the trumpet. May they heed the watchmen in this hour. Oh, God, awaken the sleeping giant tonight, we pray. Oh, God, awaken the sleeper. Awaken the sleeper. Decree it tonight. Lord, awaken the sleeper. Awaken the sleeper. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So what I want to do in these next moments, I want to open the altar right now. We're going to turn this into a prayer room tonight. We're just going to turn it into a prayer room. If you have to go tonight, we bless you. We love you. It's been a beautiful night. We're so glad that you've been here. Amen. Isn't God good? It's been a great night. Come on. Powerful night. It's been a powerful night. Worship was just phenomenal. Tonight, it's been awesome. But tonight, if you can stay, we're just going to begin to walk throughout the sanctuary. We're just going to begin to pray and decree over our nation. I'm going to open the microphone for those that have fire in your belly tonight to decree and pray over America tonight, okay? So we're going to just transition right now, move into a time of prayer. If you want to join me tonight, just come right up in the altars. Come right up in the altars. Begin to move about. We're turning this right into a prayer meeting tonight. We're going to linger for some time. Pray over this nation. Hallelujah. Father, your holy word, you declared, God, that if my people who are called by my name, they shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, you said, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Lord, we humble ourselves as your sons and daughters we renounce the sin, God, our sins. We renounce the sins of America. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sin revival. End abortion. Sin revival. Heal our nation, oh, God. Heal us from our waywardness, oh, God. Heal us from our backslidings, oh, God. Heal us from our backsliding, God. Heal us from being so fickle, God, and lazy. Lord, strengthen us and make us mighty men and women of valor and nobility in this hour. To stand in the storms of, of adversity, God. you excel in forgiving sin it's what you do God you alone can forgive sins God you excel at it you're amazing at forgiving sin when we repent when we repent when we cry out God you excel at healing virtue you know how to transform America you know how to transform and heal this land so we say Lord heal us Heal us, heal us, heal us from our backsliding. Heal us from abomination. Heal us from sin, God. Heal us from iniquity that has kept us running, God. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, God. We call out in the fear of the Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, God. You are good. Ooh. 
moved upon to pray. I want you to join me here at the podium. I want you to just begin to make a prayer, a proclamation, a decree over the United States tonight. You can join me right here. Just step up. Yeah, thank you, Leah. Thank you, God. Thank you so much, Rick. Hey, let's turn the eagle. There we go, right, right there. Hey, God. America shall be saved. America shall be saved. Hallelujah. America shall be saved. Oh, we are returning to the Lord. We are returning to the Lord. Sandra, go right ahead. fear of you wake up this nation father god a fear of the almighty god the one the only god lord jesus we honor you in this place father we honor you in this place god i feel led to share a dream that i had that i have shared with our pastor but death has been walking on this nation way too long. But I heard a voice from the Lord saying, an awakening is coming. An awakening is coming. And Father God, we declare that right now, Father God. An awakening that is coming and is going to sweep across this nation. Do not worry, do not worry, because the Lord has you. The Lord has you. We just need to focus on our Father. Father God, we declare over this nation, Father, that you are the one true God. Lord, I thank you for leadership that recognizes that you are the one true God, Father. We pray for our leaders right now, God. Lord, give them strength, God, for the journey ahead, Father. Give them peace and protection, Father. Lord, give them a double do dose of joy, a refreshing, Father God. Lord, this nation is yours, Lord Jesus.
my deep sleep, I had this dream. I was invited to assist this woman to give birth. It didn't make any sense for me. As I walked in that place and she was saying, I have to give birth right now, right now. She was in her 40s. I said, no, wait, wait for her, wait for her, wait for some assistance to come get medical support. She says, no, I got to give birth right now. She's just kind of going crazy. And all of a sudden she said, water breaking, my water breaking. I said, wait, lady, wait. She didn't. She had to give birth right now. Today, I just shared with a few leaders from the other country, you know, around the world in a Zoom meeting. And I just, this the Lord just birthed to me, said, miracle is happening right now. Miracles are happening right now. Birthing for the miracles happening right now. No one can stop that. When it's time for the Lord to do, no one can stop that. No one can say, wait for one more day. No! Miracles are happening right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, let the birthing for the miracle for this nation shall happen right now. Lord, we evoke the promises of the Lord. We decree over this nation in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the power of God break forth. Let the miracles of the Lord break forth. Let the awakening of the Lord break forth. Right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We call forth the blessings of the Lord for this nation. In Yeshua's name. No power of darkness can stop that. It shall birth forth today. In the name of Jesus, we command every powers of darkness to be bounded. In Jesus' mighty name, every voices of evil curses be broken off. Every powers of death be broken off. Because the Lord's voice and the promises shall be fulfilled for this nation. Miracles of the Lord shall be birthed. It shall not be stopped. In the name of Jesus, we decree over there to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. He shall come forth, birth right now. We thank you, Lord. We exalt your name, O oh Lord. We decree that you are the Lord. You are God of this nation. You are God of our lives. You are God of our family. We thank you, Lord. We command in the name, in the name of Jesus, devil, take your hand off. Take your hand off. In the name of Jesus, scepter of the Lord, be stretched forth over you right now in Jesus' name. The Lord shall rule. Before Philip came up, the Lord had me in Isaiah 66, 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she gave birth to her children. So we say, Lord, Lord, hasten the day. Hasten the birth, Lord. Hasten the birthing, Lord. Hasten the birthing. Lord, let this nation be born again, Lord. Let this nation come to you, Lord. Bring about a birthing in a day, Lord. A suddenly, God. We speak a suddenly on America, 
Lord, that suddenly they will come to you, Lord, and that you will birth revival in this nation, Lord, that you will birth awakening in this nation, oh God, that you will birth salvation, Lord, and deliverance, oh God. Lord, make haste. Make haste and birth in our nation, Lord. Bring it forth, Lord. We even travail tonight for this birthing, Lord. We join together and we travail, Lord, for our nation, oh God. Lord, bring forth the birth. Bring forth the birth quickly, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 6, 1 says, Come, let us return to the Lord. For he is torn, but he will heal us. He is stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning, and he will come to us like the rain, like the latter rain and former rain on the earth. Father God, I thank you that you are faithful and that you are merciful first. God, I just ask for this transformation of America, God, that we would come, that we would return to the Lord. God, that we would come and turn back and lock eyes with you, that we would come repentive in our hearts, God, that we would return to you, Jesus, because you are slow to anger and you are merciful to those who come and look upon your face, Jesus. God, I ask for this, this tearing of our hearts as a nation, God, that we would come before you. Jesus, we ask for returning in this nation, God. God, you desire mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings, God. God, I ask that we would be a nation under you. We would be a nation that would return to you, Jesus. Jesus, we turn to you, Jesus. Say, America, return to the Lord. America, come return to the Lord. Come look upon his face. He's there waiting. God, you said, I will, I will return to my place until they acknowledge their offense. God, just like Ephraim, God, just like Judah, they're broken in judgment in Hosea. They're broken and they see their wounds, but they do not acknowledge their offense that they have turned away from their first love. And instead of returning to the Lord, they look to their leaders, they look to other people for healing. They did not acknowledge the hurt that they did towards the Lord. They just saw their wounds. So Father God, we see these wounds in America. God, I ask that America would look and see that the judgment is coming because of murder. The judgment is coming because of all of this sin, because of sexual immorality, God. I ask that America would look and see the sin. Let us see the sin issue, Jesus. And let us return to you, the healer, in Jesus' name. Proverbs 16, verse 12 says, For a throne is established by righteousness. Proverbs 25, 5 says, Take away the wicked 
from before the king and his throne will be established in righteousness. And we don't have a king, but this was the pattern in America and how it was established in righteousness. And our founding fathers and those who came over here committed this land and this nation to the Lord, humbled themselves and sought God to lead the way and direct them in forming this nation. So Lord, we declare tonight in all branches of government, in all three branches of government, your righteousness being reestablished in Jesus' name. We declare the returning to righteousness in all three branches of government. Lord, I don't pray just for a majority of righteousness in the Supreme Court. I pray for righteousness throughout. I don't pray for majority. I pray for all nine justices to be righteous and holy and to fear the Lord. In Jesus' name, I just don't pray for majority to, to be established. Lord, though that's a good start in the Senate, in the House, Lord, in our Congress, Lord, but I pray righteousness would be go throughout all of Congress, Lord, that wickedness would be taken out of our Congress, that wickedness would be taken out of our branches of government in every sphere, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would establish righteousness in the White House in such a way that there will never be a wicked president in Jesus' name again until you return, Lord. We ask that it would be established in the White House, Father, of righteousness and truth and holiness and integrity and the fear of the Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, that is what we're asking for. Lord, we're just not asking for one. We're asking for all of it, Lord. All of our branches of government, our whole government, to be righteous again and to return to the Lord. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray the returning of hearts in this nation as well. In the name of the Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are pouring out revival in this land, that there is a returning, Lord, that revival is here and it's coming greater and greater and in greater strength and power. Lord, we thank you for awakening in the hearts of people who have never known you, Lord who have never encountered you, thank you. You are awakening them to truth, to truth and righteousness and holiness and godliness. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. And we contend, Lord, again, not just for majority, but that it would work through the whole. It would go through the whole, Lord. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, great physician, will you deem us a good candidate for a heart surgery, Lord, for a heart transplant? Because our symptoms are severe, because there's blockages. Lord, I pray that you create in America a clean heart, renew a right spirit within her, God. 
I pray that you give America a new heart, a new spirit you are putting within her, that you will remove the heart of stone and you will give her a heart of flesh to receive you, God. Take out the deceit that has been in our heart, God, that is desperately sick and who can understand it. Will you keep America's heart with all vigilance because from it will flow springs of life. Lord, give us a pure heart in America so that we can see you, God. Search our heart, God. Test our heart, test our mind according to the fruit of your deeds. God, I thank you that you're dealing with our hearts, God that you're dealing with the hearts in high and low places. I thank you that our heart is worth saving, God, that we are not too far gone. We are not set in our ways. Lord, I thank you for a heart that beats for the kingdom. Lord, I thank you for that transplant, God. Help us to be ready for that surgery to come. Thank you, Lord, that you did not send the Puritans over here for no reason. You did not send holy people over here. You did not send Moravians over here to pray endlessly and for hours and for days and years. You, you did not send them over to this soil for no reason, Lord. You did not plant yourself into this soil for no reason, Lord. This country, this soil, this nation is worth fighting for, Lord. It is worth being on our face for, Lord. It is worth doing spiritual warfare and any kind of warfare, Lord, for this soil, for this nation. And Lord, as we started praying, you brought this battle hymn of the Republic to my memory. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence in the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosoms, bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us live to make men free while God is marching on. This country, this soil, this nation, this flag, this government, God's government, this soil you created, this lump of soil, this lump of earth, this lump of the nation, Lord, you created, Lord. 
And I declare that this nation is your nation and righteousness will return to the courts, Lord, and that soil that you planted and those people that came here and their word that was put into the soil and the tears that have been sunk into this soil and the lives that have died for this soil and for your righteousness will not go for naught. You will receive your glory. For your name's sake, you will receive your glory. And this banner, your banner, shall flow over this nation forever and forever and forever. Your truth is indeed marching on. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your presence that is flowing across our land. We want to thank you, Lord, that you are stepping out from off your throne, reaching down your hand to us. And you said, take my hand and I'll take you through this. Take my hand. I'll lead you through this. And Lord God, I just thank you. First of all, I want to, to just repent for the sins of our country and repent for the sins of the church. And, Lord, for the silence that we have kept all these years when we should have been speaking up. And, Lord, I want to pray a special prayer, Lord, for every pastor in this country who is getting ready to step into their pulpits tomorrow morning. Lord, whatever their message was, I ask you to wake them up in the middle of the night and bring your presence down upon them. They wake up trembling so that when they step in their pulpits tomorrow, they will acknowledge that you are God. And we ask you that you would just touch their and to speak through them, Lord, to their people, that they would bring the message. We have an election to win. And who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Who will stand with us? And Lord, I ask you that you would just speak to them tonight in visions and dreams so that when they wake up, there is nothing else that they can say, but that they will instruct their people on the way to vote and instruct their people on what the Word of God says about it. And Lord, put a courage in their heart, Lord Jesus. They would stand and they would give you the glory. And Lord, we can see this nation come back to you. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. divide the word of God and have revelation by the Holy Spirit that you would give us understanding and knowledge equip us to walk with you in cadence God in cadence when you run we run when you walk we walk what you say we say what you pray we pray I just pray this over us Lord that you would help us to hint to heed your voice in every area of our lives that we would obey every command, Lord, of yours, that every word that comes forth would come into our hearts and we will follow you all the days of our lives, that we would walk in humble submission to you, Father. 
I pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I just thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for each and every one of us, God. I thank you, Lord, for the life that you've given us and for the sacrifice that you've given for us, Lord. We love you, Lord. We worship you. Let your will be done. God, we love you. We thank you for an awesome God you are. We thank you that revival is coming to America, Lord Jesus. We thank you that eyes are being opened, Lord God. Hearts are being opened. We thank you that we are going to be led by the Holy Spirit, not our feelings no more, Lord God. We thank you for the truth that is coming, Lord God. We thank you that people will know the real truth, Jesus. We thank you that abortion will be no more in America. It will not be celebrated, it will not be normal, and it will not be a thing, no more. We thank you that righteousness will stand in America, Jesus. We thank you that we will be one nation under God and nothing else. One nation under God. We submit ourselves to you, Jesus. We submit America to you, Jesus. No one else but you, Father. We thank you that revival is sweeping through this nation. We thank you that our hearts are aligning with you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We just thank you for the victory that is coming, Father God, that we're going to be rejoicing in you no matter what happens. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you that the prodigals are coming home to you. I pray that you'd align our hearts to you, God, that we would repent. I thank you for your sacrifice, God, that we are forgiven. And I just pray you'd soften every hard heart, God. That those who think abortion is okay, God, that they would, you would bring the spirit of conviction over them, Lord. That they would know it's wrong and that it's murder and that they would repent, God. And I just thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. You love us all. And no matter what submits, no matter what sin or action we commit, we thank you for your forgiveness, God. There, we cannot run far enough, God, away from you, Lord. But it takes one step, one choice, one prayer, Lord, of repentance to turn to you. And you, we return to you and you with open you we return to you god and your arms are open to receive us i just thank you lord that you're softening softening every heart god i just thank you for your goodness and for your holy spirit and acts to lord that is going to guide us god and i just thank you for that you're leading us lord I just pray, God, that all pastors, they're supposed to be leading right now, your children, 
And I just pray their eyes and ears would be open that they wouldn't be leading your people wrong or deceptively, that they're not going to twist the word of God. It stands true forever, and I just thank you that you're going to open their eyes, open their ears so they can be leading your children, your people correctly and aligned to the word of God. I just thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for the victory that we're walking in. And thank you that we have liberty. And I just thank you that um, I'm just thank you for America that it's built on your word. One nation under God. I just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. for the grace that you continually extend towards us over the generations, over the years of America, God. It's time for us to acknowledge that we have abused your freedom that you've given us. We've aborted children. We've committed racism. Every form of sexual perversion. We've turned this America into a modern day vanity fair. And God, we repent of that right now. We turn away, we break away from that stuff. Whatever it takes, we break away. And we thank you for your grace that you will help us. You will give us the strength to break away from these things and turn back to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for the freedom. But we also ask for you to grow a love for the morality that makes freedom work. Thank you, God, for the strength to carry that out. The responsibility that we need to shoulder individually as well as church corporately and as a nation, God. So we ask you once more for your forgiveness for our sins and for the sins even of those who may not realize it, that they're so blind. Because we were all once blind. But I thank you that you've opened some of our eyes, God. And I pray that more eyes would be open each day, every day, even leading up, even leading up to the election and way past after that. Open our eyes, God. Open up our ears so we may see and hear you clear as day. I thank you for that. And we call that out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we decree the unstoppable strength of the Holy Spirit be a baptism upon Donald John Trump tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, you have set your scepter upon him. You have put your favor and anointing upon him. 
And we thank you, God, for this man, his wife, and family. And we strengthen him tonight. We strengthen him in the name of the Lord. We thank you, God, for your ministry imparted into him. Your wisdom, your counsel, revelation, power and might, strength. The counsel of heaven be his, God. We strengthen him this night. Lord, he is running hard right now. He is running fierce. He is running bold. He's running endlessly. Lord, we ask you to give him an invigoration in his body that he will run and not grow weary. He will walk and not faint. And God, you will renew his youth like the eagle. You will renew his youth like the eagle. You will keep him strong strong, Lord. I pray just prophetically for new feathers to come forth tonight as the eagle. New feathers of strength and power and vigor in Jesus' name. Lord, we just declare that he's getting younger and younger. Lord, that he'll be stronger and more fit in a second term. God, that he'll be sharper than edge than ever. He'll be refined by the Holy Spirit. He'll be refined by the Holy Spirit. He'll be sharp, God. He'll be sharp. He'll be running strong, God. Lord, that he won't step into traps that he used to step into. Oh, God, we thank you that you're preserving her, preserving him. Lord, that you're keeping him from every attack or assault from enemies. In Jesus' name, we decree it over him, God, that no weapon formed against him will be able to snuff out his life. That he will live out the fullness of his days and he will fulfill his prophetic destiny in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. You agree? Shout amen. You agree? Shout amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Thank you for lingering. Thank you for praying. Thank you for lingering. It's been a long night. I'm tired too. I get it. Thank you, Rick. Father, as, as these have remained and lingered, Lord, we just pray a blessing upon you tonight. That as you get in your car and you drive home, that you are surrounded by the angels of God, that you are kept safe tonight. That you sleep deeply and that you are refreshed in this Sabbath. Be refreshed. Be refreshed tonight in your rest. Be refreshed tomorrow. Be encouraged by the Holy Ghost. May as you open your scriptures tomorrow, may it be just like lightning in your heart. God setting your love on fire for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be blessed, Victory. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.